Week two of the NFL is in the books. And guys, what have we learned? That the Buffalo Bills could be the most dangerous team in the NFL if they run the football? Of course. But we're going to tell you more about that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Podcast, Guys, happy Tuesday, and thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you so much for being our everydayers, and as always, the champ is here, Mr. LSU himself, my partner in crime, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. And like my guy, DP says, what, 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? We're here to bring you that championship level contest around the NFL draft 24-7, 365. Your favorite dynamic duo, man, when it comes to everything NFL draft, whether that's college, whether that's NFL, man, we do it all over here on a Locked On NFL Draft channel. So make sure to like and subscribe right now, man. DP, man, we have a hell of a slate for today, man. We're going to get into what have we learned, right? In the intro, you talked about the Buffalo Bills. We're going to give you a rookie report. Why? Because rookies matter and rookies make plays week in and week out. And then we're going to do what? We were coaches in college football. Now we're coaches in the NFL handing out the game balls at the end of the game. DP, before we get this started, man, which this is an exciting show, I'm ready to get this started. Why don't we give a shout out to our title sponsor first? Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Keith, as we always say, it's week two. What have we learned? What did we learn from week two in the NFL? When I ask that question to you, Keith, what is your answer? What have we learned, DP? And, and I'm about to sound like Dan, Dan Campbell because I didn't learn anything. It was just validation and validation for the people. You know what that is, DP? Eric B. Enemy can coach football. That, that, that's, that's what should be a storyline. Eric B. Enemy can actually coach football. It wasn't just Andy Reid doing everything. He has the commanders sitting at 2-0, and right? And, 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 and Sam Howe is sitting there with – he went 27 to 39 the first week. They beat them. What? No, I'm sorry. The first week they beat Arizona. He went 19 to 31 for 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Then this past weekend, right? 27 to 39, 299 yards, two touchdowns, no interception. He has Sam Howell looking like a man. Can I say it? Potentially a franchise quarterback, right? Like they may not have to be in a quarterback race. So he's can't, he's come in and that was a good, well, what people say is a good Denver defense. DP, they dropped 35 points on them. They came back, right? So you're talking about making halftime adjustments. You're talking about using your offensive weapons. So DP, like I said, I'm taking the Dan Campbell route to where I got validation that Eric B. Enemy can coach football. 
No, no, he, he can, Keith. And, and like you talked about, with Sam Howell being essentially a rookie in, in his first year, yeah, right? Yep. First year as a starter. And he's going, there's going to be peaks and valleys. He's going to deal with some lumps and bruises and everything like that. But he's got an offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach and Eric Bieniemy that knows how to coach him through that. And you saw that in this game because Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos came out like game busters. Okay. They came out ready to roll. Sean Payton in that offense, they were balling early Russ on. Russ was cooking. Russ was cooking. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, the, the, the kitchen might have burned down in the second half, but Russ was cooking in the first. Right. And and, and then the, the commander's offense just kind of it didn't look stable early on. And then that second half came. And that's when you saw a veteran offensive minded coach and Eric B. And not just a veteran minded coach, Keith, a Super Bowl champion coach who knows how to make the right adjustments and get it has the phrase "have your finger on the pulse." He has his finger on the pulse of his players and of of his team. And I, I love what I saw from him, Keith. For me, what did I learn? I learned this, man. If the Buffalo Bills will run the football and get this type of performance out of James Cook, seventeen carries, one hundred and twenty-three yards. He didn't have a rushing touchdown or anything, but to run the ball the way that they were able to, Keith. If they can consistently do this week in and week out, and I believe that they could, right? I think it's more so of a want to. I don't think it's a skill issue, Keith. I think it's a will issue. They were balanced yesterday. Josh Allen was 31 of 37, but they ran the ball 35 times for 183 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. Right. So James Cook got the bulk of the carries. You had Damian Harris and Latavius Murray getting kind of those red zone carries. But still yet, I'm not saying you got to rush for 183, almost 200 yards every week. But if you can give me 130, 140 per week, I think this will make them the most dangerous team in the NFL. You have an elite level quarterback, man. Yeah, I know he's had the turnover. He plays hero ball. He's got a little bit too much Brett Favre in him. Right. And I get it. But one thing that we've we've consistently said, Keith, when it gets to those cold months for this team, they don't play as the the they don't play up to the temperature that they're in. So when it gets cold, they don't play smash mouth football. They get smashed in the mouth. They get punched in the jaw, and it, it feels like they can't rebound. Right? We saw that against Cincinnati. But if you can run the ball like this, and it's 10 degrees and it's snowing out and you can give a three hit. You got a three headed monster run game with cook Murray and, and Damian Harris, and you can control the clock. Josh Allen doesn't have to be elite. It's it, sometimes Keith. I, I appreciate, you know me, I'm a toolsy guy for quarterbacks. I want my quarterback to have those tools. I want them to be an elite level type of player where they can elevate the scheme and the scheme doesn't have to elevate them. But it's some, sometimes you don't need your quarterback to do that. Right. You can win with your quarterback being a la LeBrock Purdy's. Right. If your quarterback, if, if we can get Josh Allen at times, you can run the ball. Everybody else lifts him up and he don't have to lift them up. I think that will make them one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous offense in the NFL. Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox. The offensive line is solid. Gabe Davis seems to be showing some more consistency in, in, in this year. Man, if they can just run the football week to week, man, run it week to week, 37 to 35 past the run ratio, give me that every week. And this is an offense that we that everyone should be afraid of come week 17 heading into the playoffs.
Yeah, DP. So it's similar. It's, it's almost like playing Madden sometimes, right? And when you're playing Madden, you're sitting there and you you, you check the, the run-pass ratio at the end of the game, right? Nine times out of ten, you probably drop back 50 times to throw the football, and you've probably actually called the run seven times, right? The offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, he can't get caught up that way. And I get it. You have Josh Allen. You want to use that new shiny toy. But like you said, sometimes the most important thing is just to be uh, versatile, to be multiple in what you can do, to be balanced in what you can do. So I think that's definitely the biggest thing for the Buffalo Bills, DP. And, and that was a, a statement type game, right? Because even the Las Vegas Raiders, I want to say they jumped out early. Right? I believe they went up three to nothing, seven to nothing early on. Like it was a football game early. And that's all the time to where the pressure can reshift, right? So it's like, oh man, here we go with Buffalo. Are y'all going to win? Are y'all going to lose? Buffalo doesn't have it, right? Like everybody's eager for that storyline and it, I don't want to, like I said last week, right? It's like they were the NFL darlings. This year, people are kind of tired of them, right? In, in, in a weird way. And, and I don't know why, because the Buffalo Bills are a very talented team. Um, So, you know, it, it, it's just weird how they played out. But DP, man, as we talked about what we learned, right? Now we got to talk about what actually happened with those rookies. So coming up next, man, we're getting into these rookie performances because they, they were some of the best performances in all the NFL football yes, yes, um, this past weekend. I'm sorry. So we're going to get into the rookie report coming up next. With storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on overseas travel and supply chain issues, we need to be prepared now more than ever for the worst and unexpected times. Everyone should feel and be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during these unexpected moments. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so you are not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency, but Jace Medical also makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 Dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers, not old, but brand new customers, can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a bet of $5. You heard me correctly. If you're brand new to the site, you can get $200 in bonus bets back fully guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time and place to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. Okay, it's super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season right now. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. The Rookie Report. It's time to check in on the youngins in the NFL, Keith, and a guy that I think we both liked when we watched this tape, uh, you know, this past draft cycle, Marvin Mims for the Mm -hmm. Denver Broncos wide receiver drafted. I think he was drafted earlier than some people anticipated, right? I think he was what a third round pick or whatnot. And that some people may have had him, you know, later in the draft, 
But I like this game, the speed, the deep threat that he brings. And that was the element that this offense missed. Well, Keith, they found it versus the Washington Commanders, and they, they found it early, right? This young man, he only had two receptions, but were they two big receptions? Two for 113, and he had that, he had a, a long touchdown versus the Washington Commanders, Keith. And like I said, like we talked about in the first segment, at the beginning of that game, the Denver Broncos offense was cooking. Russ was cooking. And, and Marvin Mims helped that, right? The deep ball where he just – separates i think it was like a, a a deep post route and it was just easy money pitch and catch rust through his rainbow deep ball and, and it just dropped into the bucket of marvin mims man but i want to see more of, of him getting involved into this offense i think sean payton will be benefited benefited offensively if they get this young man the football more but his speed his deep play his big playability uh was on display and it's something like i said it's something that this offense missed Cortland Sutton is kind of the big possession guy, right? Jerry Judy can play as you kind of your movement Z, but especially in the slot, he's their route running technician, right? So he could be kind of your slasher. Let uh, Cortland Sutton be your power forward. But who is your shooting guard? Who is that guy that's going to take the top off? Who can really go and, and hit the deep ball, hit the three ball? That's Marvin Mims. So I wanted to give him a shout out in this rookie report. I like what I saw from him, and I'm hoping to see more. Yeah, uh, so DP, my my rookie report, I I'm, I have I'm gonna go with Bijan Robinson. That's what I'm gonna go with, man. I, I I had a couple different ways I thought about it. I'm gonna go with Bijan Robinson. Finish out the day. First of all, the Falcons are two and zero, right? Um, they drafted a running back in the top ten, and they're two and zero. So you know. You know, I'm not going to speak to that, right? But he went for 19 carries, 124 yards. He had four receptions for 48 yards, DP. So you're talking about doing it all. He got almost had 200 all-purpose yards, right? And then when you watch the game, DP, it's really – it's. I love the fact that we talk about that pony backfield, right, putting two backs in the backfield. And all they're doing is they're orbiting Bijan, right? It's sometimes he comes in motion all the way from the outside receiver position, right? They they, they put him in motion. They orbit him around the back of the, the, the quarterback, right? Then do that kind of RPO-ish type handoff, right, where he's reading what Desmond Ritter is reading to hand the ball off to Tyler Gio to pull it. Now, Bijan Robin is in the flats, right, with a in, in the open space, right, to where you can deliver the football to him. And it's just – it's it's a simple play design, and they probably ran it three, four, five times yesterday. Disinfected, right. like you know what, do it again. Let's see if it works, right? And, and Bijan consistently delivered on it, man. And you just see how, and this was an underrated part of his game, DP, as as highly rated he was. Felt like his pass catching was underrated, right? When it, as far as him being a, a the total package and an offensive weapon, um, and you, and you seen that yesterday. So my my rookie report, man, I'm I'm giving all the credit to uh Bijan Robinson because I thought he performed really well. I, he's carrying this team, you know what I'm saying? Like just as far as what he's doing, and like I said, shout out to Arthur Smith because I don't want not only give Bijan credit. Tyler is a second-year player, but he's using both of those guys, and those guys are being kind of the engine of this offense, and they're working off of it. No, hundred percent. You know, shout out to them. They're two and zero, uh, two tough wins, right? Being physical, and that's that's what Arthur Smith wants. This is Atlanta. This are, these are the Atlanta Titans. You know what I yeah. mean? Like this is that. This is exactly what this is. Your, your passing game is going to be very average, right? Even yeah. though you got two high-profile caliber, you know. Uh, passing options in, in Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but you're going to run the ball. You're going to be physical. You're going to make everything a dog fight for opposing all defenses yeah. where they have to strap. Listen, you can't be out there playing with your, your chin strap unbuckled against this offense because they're going to run the ball at you. And I'm just hoping 
that they can get the passing game going a little more. Desmond Ritter keeps going and, and, and develop and get the ball to Pitts and Drake London more than three or four and times they, a game. And they tried, DP, because I, I watched that game almost in its entirety. They tried. They made the effort to. Like, you, you can tell there were plays designed specifically for Pitts, but it seems as though it's still confusing for them, right? Like, just yeah. – how to use him. It seems like it's still confusing. And I'll even say John Smith looked more effective at times, right? Because they brought John Smith over. John Smith was with Arthur Smith in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he knew what to do with John John Smith's skill set, right? Just with the boot, the bootleg action, things like that. And and it seemed like John Smith fit into this offense. And then when it's Kyle Pitts, it's like Kyle Pitts, let's call a Kyle Pitts play. Right, that doesn't necessarily fit within the scheme of the offense. Like it's not naturally, and it's not seamless. Which is weird think. because it, it goes totally goes against my freight, my 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 mantra: draft with a plan. Know what you're going to do when you draft a player. Mm -hmm. And I truly, Keith, crazy enough to even add to that conversation, might be time to move Kyle Pitts to wide receiver. Let John Luke Smith play tight end, and now you have Drake, 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 mm -hmm. London, and then Kyle Pitts as your big two One, two, twin yeah. towers, your X and your Z. Right, you think about what was it that the Bucks had a uh, Vincent Jackson and I forget the other receiver name, but the, you know they had two big receivers and everything. We've seen that throughout time. Heck, the, you know, you look at uh, the Chargers with Keenan Allen and told, you have you know, had Mike Williams. Yeah, you know, yeah. so we we've seen it, right? So I, you know, I, I, that's how I think that they should probably look at it now and, and allow him to just develop, continue to develop as a, as a wide receiver. But Keith, last but not least, man, C.J. Stroud and, and I, I know that they lost the game. You know, first of all, shout out to Anthony Richardson because he, uh, you know, through Averitt is looking like the real deal out there, man. Yeah, uh, listen, the 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 project quarterback, right? He looks the most. I don't want to say ready. Most ready, yeah, but he he looks like he's like more like ahead. He's further ahead than what people expected, right? Oh, because like, this is the second game where and he went out with a concussion, right? Where he just looked to simply have somewhat of control and. Mm -hmm. The game wasn't moving too fast for him. So, no, no I just want to give a no. shout-out to Anthony Richardson. But let's go ahead and, and give C.J. Straw his credit also. No, 100%. I, 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 it sucks because I wanted to see those two continue to battle because mm -hmm. I know that they're really, you know, they're, they're, they're cool, but they're competitors. And, and you saw that, you know, in that game. And, yeah, the Texans didn't win. But but C.J. Straw, man, 30 of 47, 384, two passing touchdowns. The anticipation, the ball placement, the accuracy. And for uh, – he's behind – Hey, an offensive line, I think it was missing like three starters or two starters, yeah, something like that. Kenyon Green, I believe, is on IR. Laramie Tunsil was, was out, I think. And Titus Howard was out. So and, Yeah, that's think, right. That's right. I and think Titus the Howell. only starter was Shaq Mason, I believe. I think that was the only Which guy that crazy. was crazy. Which is crazy, right? So, Keith, he's been sacked 11 times in two games, right? But he's out there standing tall, delivering the football, and he, he's, what they say, staring down the barrel and not blinking. That's what C.J. Stroud is doing, and that's what he did against that, that Indianapolis Colts defense, man. I loved what I saw from him, and I think I tweeted this out after – I think it may have been during training camp that if there was ever going to be a year for Nico Collins, big wide receiver from Michigan, to break out, it was going to be this year with C.J. Stroud, and he had a big day. I benched him in, in, in fantasy because I forgot to put him in my lineup. I still won. Shout out to Bijan and, and a couple other guys. That won me that matchup, Lamar Jackson and all those dudes. Uh, they, I still won, but man, you talk about a big day from from Nico Collins, man. C.J. Stroud, rookie report. I got to give him his love, man. 
DPI fantasy I'm hurting right now, baby. I'm on my way to what uh, it, it is 0-2. Right yeah, I'm 0-2, man. I had DeAndre Swift sitting on the bench with 28 points. So um, you, you know, you, and Saquon Barkley is, you know, he's injured with the, the ankle and he's on my team also. So, you know, it, it's going right on par for fantasy football for me. But DP, <laughs> let's talk about the real thing, man, the real thing. And we're we're doing what we transitioning into NFL coaches. We jumping into that locker room and we're handing out game balls. So game ball segment coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Drafts has been brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers, all right? All you have to do, guys, is it's really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy football app so listen to me what i'm picking on prize picks this week real easy josh allen for more than two passing touchdowns and lamar jackson more than one passing touchdowns this up and coming week in the nfl so go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the promo code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars that's prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl the coaches just walked into the locker room, and it's time to hang out. Hey, not hang out, but it's time to hand out the game balls. Keith, for me, man, a guy that I got to show love to and how he's performed this season, Baker Mayfield, right? Knocking off, you know, I get it. You know, he beat uh, not the Chicago Bears. <laughs> you know, beating Chicago Bears and everything. But Baker Mayfield, and I tweeted this out, he just looks like a different player right now. You know what I'm saying? And it could be being in a more competent situation, right? When you have a Mike Evans and a, a, a Chris Godwin, an offensive line, a, you know, another run game. And I know he had, he had a lot of those things with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb in Cleveland, but he just looks so much different this year. 26 of 34 uh, on, on Sunday, 317 passing yards and just one touchdown. But he looks in control, man. He's delivering the football and he's, he looks so comfortable where I think it was one play where I think he kind of did the, the little, we've seen Brett Favre, we've seen uh, Pat Mahomes do it where he just like flick it, like just flipping, right? Like, like mm-hmm. you're running the triple option. He's like, he just flips it forward. He's just playing loose. And I, did, I haven't seen this from him in, a, in quite a long time. Now, is it sustainable? I don't know, right? I, I don't know if, if he's back to being Oklahoma Baker, right? And if that's the case, Keith, Big time. That's big time news because you think about what this could mean come the 2024 NFL draft. Because what did we come into this season saying? That, well, of course, Arizona is going to be in the top, right? We, 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 we're going to put uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to be one of the top three teams. And they're going to yep. draft one of either Caleb Williams or Drake May. But if for some reason that, that Baker Mayfield leads this team to a, to a record that is what, middle of the pack, you pick an 18, 19, where you, you know what I mean, or even in the 20s, say that he leads them to the playoffs. They're going to be completely out of the picture in terms of getting one of these top quarterbacks. But, again, that's just a, the potential of what he can do if he continues to play like this. But my game ball, man, for one of the biggest performances, in, in my opinion, yesterday, just Baker Mayfield continuing to, to compound on how well he played in week one as well versus, versus the Minnesota Vikings. So shout out to Baker, man. Yeah, DP, Baker's going to make it. <laughs> he's going to put – 
the coaching staff. He's going to put the GM. He's going to put fans in a crazy situation, right? Because it's like, okay, super talented quarterback class, right? But is Baker going to come in here and win enough games? And mess this whole win, thing up. Yeah, to where we're picking that pick 18 where we're out of range for a quarterback, but we don't necessarily feel like we're Super Bowl contenders either, right? Like, is he going to come right. in here and do that? And guess what? That's Baker's job. Baker's job is to go out there and win football games, play and make play you well. want to pay him again. Yeah, and make you want to pay him and then be like, oh, man, y'all not picking top five? Oh, y'all got to pay me. You know, like, that. that's his job, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, shout out to Baker. Um, You know, he's had a roller coaster of a career, and this may be – the best he's ever played in his NFL career, right? He, he had that right. one solid year with Cleveland, but I think even that was still, um, I don't want to call it mediocre, but I, I thought it was average to slightly above average play in statistics, but he's going out there and ball out, man. And that, that leads you to one last point where we talk about culture. Culture matters, man. Maybe in Cleveland it was, you know, because it was the few between him and Odell, and then Odell left, went and won a Super Bowl with Los Angeles, revived his career. Maybe Baker's leaving, he's going to revive his career. DP. Game balls. Post the hand game balls out the window, DP. But I cannot overlook this performance. So, listen, this team took the loss, but it was a loss that everybody could predict, right? But you lost you, you, you lost the battle, but you may have won the war, right? And you've discovered something. What did you discover? That you have another wide receiver, the Los Angeles Rams, fifth-round pick, Puka Nakua went crazy right like and he had a hell of a he had a hell of a day dp uh 15 receptions 147 yards that's when you talk about a complimentary wide receiver to a cooper cup right now this is what you become you become a little bit more optimistic about the los angeles rams like you know what can we squeeze two more years out of matthew stafford sean mcveigh do you want to come back because we have the wide receivers now we just have to get other things in place right Aaron Donald, do you want to come back because they made that game yesterday close, right? And then they won week one. So this was another team that was projected to be at the bottom of the NFL. Like, this is not going to be a good football team. Like, this is over with, right? Like, come week eight, they all the way out of it. But early on, they're looking extremely competitive. And like I said, they were in position to win this game, right? Like, they, they were extremely competitive in position to win this game. Uh, So I wanted to give a shout-out to Puka Naku. I know they lost the game. But, man, as a, as a fifth-rounder, right, to come in here and play like how he played, like you bring in, you you rejuvenate, you bring in optimism about the future of the Los Angeles Rams. And, Keith, uh, to even to, to, to finish that thought off, man, like, this, he was the go-to guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Tutu Atwell is also having a good start to the season. But – the, the the Rams offense, passing offense, was basically funneled through Puka Nakua. The Niners knew it and still didn't have an answer for this young man. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm excited to see what this offense totally looks like when Cooper Cup comes back and Matthew Stafford has Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, and Puka Nakua. And then shout out to Kyron Williams, right? You know what I'm saying? Who they drafted last year out of Notre Dame running back. Mm-hmm. And, and Cam Akers basically looks like he's about to be traded. And and everything and, and this young man he may not be the most athletic or the biggest running back but he was ve- he was very good for them yes, in terms exactly. of running the ball and catching the ball he had like two touchdowns yesterday and everything like that so shout out to, to that run they got some young some young weapons on offense that are starting to show up and it, I'm I'm excited to see just how this works out but Puka Nakua there's another guy who was on my bench I, mean, I could have absolutely just throttled whoever I played yesterday. <laughs> Because I had about 40 points sitting on my bench between Puka and Nico Collins. But like I said, I still got the dub. I still got the dub. Yeah, DP, I um, I'm, I could tell you this. Nobody, I'm, hopefully, 
I'm able to snatch him up by this time, right? I'm gonna go grab Puka Nakua because my team is hurting, DP. My team is hurting. But man, to finish up this this draft conversation real quick, leave it off with this thought, man. I, I would love to see come week seven, week eight, where the Rams are, because Les Snead showed you that them draft picks are expendable, baby. I will get rid of them if I feel like we can make a run at it, right? And you don't know. Les Snead, uh, Sean McVay may sit down and be like, hey, how we feel about this team? Like, you know what? Right. Let's go figure it out. And they make a big a, a big in-season acquisition or two, right, to try to put their team together to be like, let's make a run for it, right? And, and let's see what we can do in the, in this NFC that we've called weak, right? Let's see if we can go make a run at the at, at the NFC Championship, at the uh, Super Bowl, and, you know, we'll see what happens, right? So it's definitely going to be fun to see how this Los Angeles Rams team plays out, you know, in the next coming weeks. But, D.P., that was a lot of fun, right? Talking about the show, like I always say, man, the shows are rolling right now because football is back, man. And we always know, man, if you want to hear good football content, right? You say good football content. This is a football podcast and everything that entails NFL draft. Also, man, you tap in with the dynamic duo. Yes, myself, Damian Parsons, man, you know, tweet at us because we tweet back. And like we always like to say, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us every single day. And make sure you come back tomorrow. Yes, sir. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day, man. Like I said, come and join the conversation again tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter, me at DP underscore NFL, Keith Sanchez at The Talent Code. Like I said, come and join the conversation again tomorrow. Talk to us because we do talk back on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.